Before I begin my message, I just, uh, if you'll allow me, take a few moments to just say a thank you to all of you who have been so very kind and supportive to me and my family. Uh, as uh, most of you know, we've had uh, uh, three family losses within 10 days during the month of December, and uh, your kindness and support has just has been overwhelming. And thank you so much for, uh, for being there for us. We, we love you. We love this congregation. We thank you for your love back uh, toward us. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we've entered into a brand new year, we see this, Lord, as a season of change, an opportunity to grow in our faith walk in you and in living lives that are more abundant and fulfilling. Guide us by your Spirit in that effort that the changes that we make will bring you honor. In your name we pray. Amen. Indeed, a blessed new year to you all. And as we begin this uh, new year, with this first Sunday of January, we are introducing a brand new sermon series today for the four Sundays in the month of January. It's called A Season of Change. Uh, before we go there, however, I thought it might be helpful to just review a little bit of where we've come since, let's say, September. Uh, we've done three sermon series over the last few months. Uh, in September and October, we did a study of the book of Daniel under the theme, Higher Resolution. And we, we talked about engaging the world and engaging the culture and the society around us. And we learned lessons from Daniel on how to do that. Then in November, we went on a generosity journey together as we explored how we might all be growing in our sense of generosity toward God, toward others. And then last month in December, we did the series called Nuts and Bolts, The Building Blocks of a Vibrant Christian Life, where we explored how we might uh, do a better job of mastering discipleship, and also we, we looked specifically at four areas where God calls us to repent or experience change or transformation. Those areas, as you recall, were first of all the area of morality, in terms of our character, what changes do we need to have uh, in, in that area of our life? Secondly, we talked about growing in our understanding of theology, of knowing who God is more clearly. The third area was the area of our vocations, our various callings in life and how we relate to other people. And then the last one was therapeutic change, experiencing God's comfort and consolation for the hurts of the past. Well, if you think about it, the topics of those three series from last fall, they, they all, engaging the world, growing in generosity, and having a greater mastery of discipleship, all of those topics invite change. And that's where we're going in the month of January. And so at the beginning of this new year, and really at the beginning of this new day, Here's my question. Are you ready to actually change? Are you ready to change? Of course, this is the time of year when people make New Year's resolutions. Maybe you've made a few yourself already. Uh, some resolutions have to do with uh, a change of diet or perhaps a commitment to an exercise program. Uh, some have to do with making decisions uh, related to finances. Some resolutions 
pertain to working on one's relationships with other people. Perhaps you made a resolution to change your job, change your, your career, your employment. Or maybe you want to pursue a new hobby in this year 2020. Of course, we all know that, unfortunately, most New Year's resolutions are rather short-lived. As one uh, humorist rather sarcastically quipped recently, he said, may all your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Not too optimistic about New Year's resolutions, I guess. Well, even as we begin a brand new year, it's important to understand that each day, not just each new year, is an opportunity for change. Each day is an opportunity for change. And really, if you think about it, change is at the heart of Christianity. We never stand still in our Christian walk. And Jesus' call to repentance, as we heard all about last month, is an invitation to change. But the big question is always, how? How do we actually make changes in our life? We know that we need to change, and we're probably, if we're honest with ourselves, we're probably all well aware of the specific areas of our lives in which we need to change. But how do we do it? How? How does real change actually happen? Well, how that change comes about is going to be the focus uh, for the month of January here at Shepherd of the Desert. We're going to get real practical on how to bring about desired change. Now, on the one hand, of course, change is something that God himself authors in us in spite of our willingness or our lack thereof or our, even our lack of ability to change. God is the author of the most important change of all. I mean, first and foremost, Jesus Christ's death and resurrection and our faith in that fact introduces the most important change in us. For at the cross, our sins that separated us from God are wiped away. Talk about a change. God brings us into his family through faith in Jesus, our Savior. And through our baptism, we are connected to the death and resurrection of Jesus. That means, friends, we have this brand new life a new life to live here in relationship with our Savior and a life that will continue forever in heaven with those who have gone before us. The most important change of all, God has already done in us. And then the Holy Spirit goes to work in us too, producing within us new qualitative character changes. St. Paul calls them the fruit of the Spirit. Holy Spirit produces in us jo love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all things that God does. Those are changes that God brings about in our life. But on the other hand, 
Life change takes some time and intentional effort on our part in terms of our behavior, in terms of the choices that we make each day. That does take some intentional effort on our part under God's blessing. I mean, let's face it. We live in a messed up world. You don't have to look very far around to recognize that. In fact, you can look as close as your own life, right? Because we are a part of the mess. The world is messed up because of sin, and we're a part of all of that. And we know, if we're honest, we each have our areas of weakness when it comes to our daily living. We all make bad choices in different areas of our lives at different times. But now let's be clear, through Jesus our Savior, our sins, that is all of our past mistakes, are indeed forgiven entirely and thoroughly wiped away. But rare is the person who learns the process of change, of changing one's behavior, changing the way in which we amend our lives. So as we cross into this year 2020, our Shepherd of the Desert congregation is going to consider what it takes for a New Year's resolution to actually stick, for behavioral life change to actually take place. That's what we're going to be exploring together during these four Sundays of January. Now, to be clear, the Bible calls for us to be intentional about making God-pleasing changes. For example, in Paul's letter to the Romans, in the epistle lesson we heard a moment ago, Paul teaches us that making godly changes is necessary. I want you to listen to these words again from St. Paul. He says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. In those words the Holy Spirit through Paul challenges us to be transformed, changed by, first of all, the renewing of our mind and to no longer be conformed following the behaviors of this world. It starts with how we think and leads to action. Today's really big idea, the big takeaway for the sermon today is is simply that change is not optional for a follower of Jesus Christ. Change is something that God is calling us to constantly. You see, God wants to shape us more and more into the likeness of Jesus so that when people see us, they see a reflection of who Jesus is. In that gospel reading, from earlier, from chapter 19 of Matthew. We hear Jesus' encounter with a rich young man whose love of wealth became a barrier to him in experiencing the fullness of life with God. 
It's not that wealth is wrong or possessions are wrong, but this man loved his wealth so much it became a barrier to really understanding and experiencing what life with God could really be like. So I want to read a portion of this again. We pick up in the middle of their conversation with verse 21. It says, Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Matthew's account of Jesus and the rich young man teaches us that, yes, sometimes change is hard and in some cases seemingly impossible. But we also learn that with God, all things are possible. So I want to ask you a New Year's question. To what change have you committed for this new year? To what change have you committed for this new year? Over these next three weeks in January, I want to invite you to come back and we will together methodically enter into a conversation around real, practical life change. And as our basis, we are going to draw on the insights of a book by Carrie Patterson entitled Change Anything. Of course, it's not the Bible, but it does help us appreciate more the biblical truth that change comes from the power of Christ at work in us, in others, and in the world around us. So I hope that you'll uh, take part in this entire series and take seriously the commitment to see real life change happen in your own life. Friends, it's a new year, and today is a new day, and this is a season of change. You may have struggled with certain areas of your life and then concluded that mm, that change is impossible. That's never going to happen. But we would invite you to spend the Sundays in January here at Shepherd learning how true it is that all things, including the change that you need to make, all things are indeed possible with God. Join us then for a season of change. Let's pray. Lord God, we recognize that we cannot make change by our own power. Our willpower isn't enough. Our promises are not enough. Our strength is not enough. But with you, all things are possible. And so as we consider the kinds of changes that need to be made in our lives, we look to you to guide us, bless us, direct us, and empower us 
to make those changes necessary that will bring you honor and enable us to live life to its fullest. We pray all this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you and keep you ever in his loving care. Amen.